Okay, hi, I know most of you, but like Kim said, my name is Camille Honan. I am the Director of Children's Ministry here at Grace, so all of the children thing, that's me. Um, and I'm excited to be here with you, a little bit nervous, but it's gonna be great. Okay, so let's talk about Esther. So in my life, and you might be able to relate, Esther is probably the book of the Bible that I have read the most cover to cover. It's exciting. There's a girl heroine. There's application about God using women, you know, girl power. But the point of Esther isn't into, to empower women to take a stand. The point of Esther is to point us to Christ. As I prayed and thought about what I was going to talk about today, I have to admit I did not want to talk about Esther the person. I thought about doing something nerdy and talking about numbers. Did anyone else notice all the sevens? It's fine, just me. Um, <laughs> I thought about showing you the structure, the chiastic structure of Esther, and I was going to get that big whiteboard that Dr. Young uses and draw a picture for you. And I thought about talking about Haman, because he's awful, and that would be easy. But nevertheless, the Lord brought me to Queen Esther. In his providence, I was assigned these chapters, and then the character of Esther was assigned to my week. So we're going to start in Esther chapter 4, verse 14. I'm going to read 14 through 17. Feel free to follow along. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such, for such a time as this. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, Go. Gather all the Jews to be found in Susa and hold a fast on my behalf. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my young women will also fast as you do. Then I will go to the king, though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. Mordecai went away and did everything as Esther had ordered him. I'm going to pray for us one more time. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for bringing these women here. Thank you for Esther and your word that we can study and learn more about who you are and how we need you. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so Esther, what do we know about her? She's an orphan Jew. She's living in Susa. She and her family did not return to Jerusalem after the exile. She was raised by her cousin Mordecai. She was taken, the text says taken, which is probably against her will, but not necessarily kicking and screaming. She was taken into the palace to be part of Persia's version of The Bachelor. She hides her Jewish identity. She gained favor with everyone she met and ends up queen of Persia. She then reveals her identity to save the Jewish people. There are mixed opinions on whether Esther's family were faithful Jews or not and why they stayed in Susa. Some want to argue about her faithfulness and compare her to Daniel, who wouldn't even eat the king's food in exile. We're not told much about Esther's faithfulness, and we don't need her as a moral role model, because as you know, this story is not about giving us a moral role model. It is about God's unmerited favor for his people and how we should respond to that favor. I'm sure some of you have been to Disney World. Raise your hand if you've been to Disney World. Awesome. Okay, me too. I've actually been quite a few times in my life. We lived in Orlando when I was young, and then I was a competitive cheerleader, and so every year you go for the Nationals competition. Um, but not only have I been to Disney World, I have been to Disney World with Susan Scholes. Anna and I were on the same cheer team most of the time we cheered together, and um, so we would go, and our parents would go with us. Susan has a plan at Disney World. 
we'd get to a park, you walk in, and she'd tell us where to go wait in line, and she'd send my mom with all of our tickets, when they still had paper ones, to the fast track thingy, and, or fast pass thingy, and mom would get all the fast passes while we went over here. And Susan had a plan to maximize the short amount of time we got in the parks, and we could ride all the great rides with the fast passes. The fast passes were like gold. I remember I had a fast pass to Space Mountain. And you know, when you have a fast pass, you get to walk like all the way through. You just walk, right? But you're next to the line of the people that have to wait. And so you're kind of (laughs) like, yeah, VIP right here, you know? And so you're just like cruising or we'd run real fast and get to the top. Anyway, they're awesome. And I'm sure they do it differently. I think there's like an app or something. I don't know. I haven't been in a while. But um, still cool. Esther 2.15 tells us, now Esther was winning favor in the eyes of all who saw her. Esther winning favor was like her fast pass in Persia. She got to the harem and won favor with Haggai, the king's eunuch, and fast pass to the best place in the harem. She was a VIP. Then she went into the king and fast pass to maybe the highest position a woman in her time could hold, queen of Persia, very VIP. This favor won her many other things, like the ability to not be killed when she went into the king and invited him to a feast, which led to her being able to save her people. This favor that she won with everyone was her VIP status. So, where does this favor come from? Does it come from her beauty? We know she was beautiful. Esther 2.7 tells us she had a beautiful figure and was lovely to look at. Did her beauty give her this fast pass to be in the perfect position to save the Jewish people from total annihilation? No. A few of the commentaries I read had differing opinions on how she won this favor. Did she play the part well? Did she manipulate Haggai? How promiscuous did she have to be to win favor with the king? We could argue about all of those things. But again, we don't need Esther as a moral role model, nor is she presented as one. As you know, God's not mentioned in the book of Esther by name, but we know he's very obviously present, and her winning favor is one of those ways. Let's read Esther 5, verses 1 and 2. On the third day, Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace in front of the king's quarters, while the king was sitting on his royal throne inside the throne room opposite the entrance to the palace. And when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court, she won favor in his sight, and he held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. Then Esther approached and touched the tip of the scepter. The king holds out the scepter and accepts her because of this favor, which again leads to her being able to save the Jews from total annihilation. Esther joins a long line of people who won God's favor and had fast passes in different situations, all leading to the preservation of his people. Also, I think it's worth men- mentioning here that Lord's favor is, an favor, excuse me, is another translation of the word said that can be translated steadfast love as well. And so um, I think that's just worth knowing before we get started. I'm going to jump around a little bit, but I really think it's important that we see this. So we're going to start in Genesis 6 with Noah. Genesis 6, 8 tells us, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. What did this fast pass give Noah? Life, when the rest of the world was destroyed, leading to the preservation of the Lord's people. Skipping to Joseph, Genesis 39, 4 tells us, Joseph found favor in his, that's Potiphar's sight, and attended him, and he made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. This led to Joseph being put in prison, which led to Genesis 39, 21, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. 
Joseph's time in prison led to him interpreting Pharaoh's dreams and getting a fast pass to becoming Pharaoh's right-hand man. Like Esther, his fast pass of favor landed him in a position to save his people, this time from famine, again, leading to the preservation of the Lord's people. The Jews, when they're in Egypt, before they leave, um, the Lord tells them in Exodus 3.21, And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and when you go, you shall not go empty. Their fast pass of favor got them a trip out of slavery and plunder to take with them. The Egyptians literally handed them their things. Yet again, leading to the preservation of God's people. When they should have had nothing, God provided a way for them to take what they needed with them. Skipping to Moses, Exodus 33:17, And the Lord said to Moses, This very thing that you have spoken I will do, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. This favor wins Moses an opportunity to intercede for the Lord's people after they've built the golden calf, and the Lord, instead of leaving them, stays with them. Samuel. 1 Samuel 2.26 tells us, Now the boy Samuel continued to grow, both in stature and in favor with the Lord and also with man. The Lord uses Samuel to appoint Saul and then David as king of Israel, establishing the line of David through which he would work. We know who comes from the line of David, right? Daniel. Daniel doesn't come from the line of David. Daniel's next. Okay. Daniel 1.9 tells us, And God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief of the eunuchs. This led to Daniel being allowed to eat as the Lord saw fit and not defile himself with the king's food, again preserving his people, this time in a foreign land. Jumping ahead to the New Testament, Mary. Luke 1.30 says, And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Mary was the mother of Jesus, and we know how that story ends. In all these instances, the Lord grants his favor to accomplish his plans. These were ordinary people, like Esther, who the Lord chose to use. Then there's Jesus. We're told in Luke 2.52, And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Jesus also had God's favor, as he was God's son. This won him a fast pass to the cross. Doesn't sound nearly as exciting, yet this again was God working. Like Esther, Jesus offered himself up. However, he knew the king had already chosen death for him. Again, with the intent to save the Lord's people. So who are these people now that Jesus has sacrificed himself for? Another group of people who have been granted God's favor. Believers. Past, present, future. Like the others listed, this favor is undeserved. Yet God gave his son, who had his favor and loved him, to save those who had his favor but could not be with him. If you are a believer, you are also in the long line of people who have been granted undeserved and unearned favor, and this favor results in a fast pass to God for eternity. Though this fast pass may not lead to ease in this life, which it didn't for any of those people, it does lead to an eternity with our Creator. I'm reading a book right now. It's called Faithful. It's a collection of essays about the Lord's faithfulness to women in the Bible. Lisa Harper writes about the bent woman that Jesus heals, and she says, It doesn't matter if we've cross-stitched grace and hung it on our wall. When we don't choose to live faithfully and love others well in response to the unmerited favor Jesus brought us through his death and resurrection, we end up living contorted by bad theology. So what does living faithfully and loving others well look like in our lives today? We may not be in a position to save God's people like Esther was, but we do have the favor of the Lord as believers. So what can rising up for such a time as this look like? faithfully serving the Lord in all circumstances. I may not have to go before a king and hope he lets me live, but I can do the dishes without grumbling. 
recognizing the favor of the Lord that puts me in a position to take care of my family and serve them in this way. I may not need to be bold to save a nation, but I can be bold for the sake of the children I've been given to disciple, showing them the favor of the Lord that's been given to me. I may not be writing decrees to rescue people from annihilation, but I can serve in my church to influence the next generation, faithfully serving God by investing in his church. In a gospel primer for Christians, Milton Vincent says of the work we are to do considering the gospel. When I see the cross, I see the premium that God places on the works that he has prepared for me. How valuable all of these works must be if Christ would die so that I might now perform them. These works may seem tedious or inconvenient, but how wonderful they are that Christ died so that I would do them. As we close, I'm going to sing a song. It's, a, it's on the companion album to the book that I mentioned. It also was in your homework, so if you listen to it, you know that I'm not as good as them. Um, and so this song is about Esther and the Lord's favor and um, Jesus as well. And this is Jake, and he's going to play the piano for me. About the way she stepped out bravely all her life in offering. She fell to her knees while she begged him, please spare my people. Oh, set them free, oh king. Give them unmerited belonging to a kingdom that is coming. It's the song that keep on singing it's the bells they'll keep on ringing oh i'm swept up in a story oh that i don't want to miss so i will rise up for such a time as this tell me the story of the god man come from glory while they said he had no Surrender to yeah. 
about the way I'm loved completely because your beauty is my covering I have the favor of the king tell me again about how I can stand up boldly I'll repeat the things you've told me and make my life an offering I fall to my knees beg you father please set all your people free help us live like we believe we have unmerited belonging to a kingdom that is coming it's the song we'll keep on singing it's the bells we'll keep on ringing we'll be swept up For such a time as this oh we're swept up in a story that we don't want to miss so we will rise up for such a time as this let's pray dear lord thank you again for this day and for your favor and for jesus in your name we pray amen